You are now listening to the Ancient Health Podcast and in the news mini episode series. These small bite conversations bring a fresh perspective to the breaking topics within natural health and modern medicine, from science and technological advancements to food, biohacking, and modernized natural remedies. This is your trusted place for a fresh perspective of the things that matter most in your life. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Courtney and today, oh my goodness, y'all, we are talking about lab grown meat and I really can't even believe that we're having this conversation, but here we are in 2023. There's a lot of things that I never thought that we would have done at this point in in history, but here we are. And we are living in an age where we are now trying to manufacture animal products. So we're going to talk about lab-grown meat because it is on the forefront. This stuff has actually been in the works since the early 2000s, and it is growing in popularity. And I'm telling you, it's coming. So Don't be surprised if you start to hear more about it. And I promise you're probably going to hear a narrative about it, about how it's going to be saving the world and the planet. And this is, you know, a revolutionary pivot, you know, in the sphere of nutrition and food, right? But let's actually talk about what lab-grown meat is because, I mean, it sounds disgusting. I'm not going to lie. It just, it doesn't sound good. It's sometimes called clean meat or cell-based meat or even cultured meat. Okay, so there's the scientist. His name is Mark Post. He actually debuted the first cultivated burger in 2013. And so within a couple of years, by 2016, the first cultivated meat company called Upside Foods launched that they publicly now exist and they are full-blown in operation of trying to create food or meat replacements for people to consume. Like, I mean, this stuff looks like dog food, guys. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to give you guys some of the websites of these foods, of these companies that are manufacturing meat. And I'm not even, I'm just, I'm saying it like it is. It looks terrible. It doesn't even look appealing. So anyway, I know that I'm, I'm really pressing my personal bias here, but I'm going to deliver some information that I, I think will be helpful for you because here's the thing. The world is changing really fast. And a lot of times we're going to get pitched a narrative about how this is going to save the world. It's going to save the planet. It's going to be healthier for your body. And we are given very little details. And the details that you're given are strategically given to you by companies that are for profit. They profit off of you buying into what they're selling. So whether it's a pharmaceutical drug or some type of device or it's some type of food, They're profiting off of you being a consumer, their consumer. So you need to know what this stuff is all about. So that's what we're going to talk about, lab-grown meat. All right, here we are. What lab-grown meat is, it's the meat that's grown from animal cells in a lab rather than a living animal. Guys, this is wild. So they're actually taking cells from animals. They, They take them from embryonic cells, and then they actually take the stem cells. So what they want to do is select these cells from, to create a cell line. Okay. So they take a small sample of animal cells and use them to create muscle tissue. And they do this in a completely controlled environment. They bathe them in all these nutrients. There's a whole scientific explanation of how they're extracting, creating a cell line, and then bathing these cells in these basically like glorified test tubes so that these cells now start to replicate. And as they replicate, they grow muscle meat. And this is the meat that you find in your you know, normal animal, like a normal animal. Okay. So the result 
for these labs is that they want to try to create a product that looks, tastes, and feels just like traditional meat, but it is produced without raising and slaughtering animals. So you can see on the one hand how some people would think, well, this is great because now we don't have to raise these animals. We don't have to kill the animals. We can actually just get the product that we're looking for, which is the meat. We're going to talk about what the concerns are, but I mean, I think that the way that God intended it is that he created animals and we consume animals for sustenance. And I think that that's a very beautiful model. The fact that we're tinkering with it raises a lot of red flags, but that's essentially what we're trying to do here or what they are trying to do here. So how it's produced, they use these cell lines in cultivated meat production. And it's very important because this is the starting material. So they need these cells to self-renew and differentiate into different cell types that make up the different types of meat tissue. So there's fibroblasts, myofibers, adipocytes, endothelial cells, et cetera. They need to begin with a stem cell. And then they have to establish a cell line. And the winning cells are basically chosen based on their ability to produce high quality meat and grow predictably and consistently. They can actually do this for a very, very long time. So once they've isolated this and established the cell line, they can now just start growing meat like nonstop. Pretty wild to think about. So what are the downsides? Okay. The first thing that really crosses my mind is the fact that we have no idea what this is going to do to our health long-term. Okay, let's be honest. We are messing with nature in a very severe way. I mean, we're we are reinventing animals, but just the part that we want to consume. There's a lot of question marks around that. And truthfully, there's also not going to be a whole lot of measure of standard, just like a lot of other things in quotes, wink wink, that have not been tested that we do not know the long-term side effects of. It's just going to be okay at some point. And the standard of measure is, well, we think it's going to be fine, but you're technically the the test dummy here. So if we find out in 10 years that this is actually going to cause cancer in every person that consumes it on a regular basis, then yikes. Well, sorry, that was our mess up. So we have really no idea how this is going to affect our bodies long-term. That's a pretty sizable red flag. The second thing is it's extremely expensive. So the first lab-grown burger costs nearly $400,000 for them to produce. Okay, so I think that thinking that this is going to be an affordable thing anytime soon is probably slim to none because they have not streamlined. They have not shown that they can scale this. There is no you know, real proof of concept. Like they're, they're, The scientists are still trying to figure out what the model is to create the product right now, let alone establish a means to scale it so that it's mass-produced for thousands, tens of thousands of people to consume. It also uses a lot of energy. Okay. So if you think about it, these are factories. These are going to be massive projects that are going to have to soak up energy 24 seven to produce. So cows out in the field are not producing or requiring the same type of energy that a massive building, right? Is that's going to need constant energy to produce and generate this fake meat. There's also a lot of labeling questions because the FDA and the EPA and all these other governing bodies over food and water, they don't really know what they're dealing with, right? So they're making up the rules as we go along. That's also a question because I don't really trust those agencies either, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of conflict of interest. I mean, it's all over the place. So we don't even need to go down that rabbit hole. But I'm just saying the fact that the governing bodies have never have never managed anything like this means they are going to make up the rules as they go along. These are just a few of the downsides, right? Lots of energy, very expensive, labeling questions, no idea what it's going to do to your long-term health. 
Okay. So let's talk about potential benefits. And I really don't even like saying benefits because I'm not on board with this. It's very obvious. But for the sake of argument here, I'm going to present both sides. The benefits, so these companies are saying, is that lab-grown meat could reduce the environmental impact of traditional meat production. So I think there's a couple things that we need to point out here. Yes, it could reduce the environmental impact because animals and agriculture have gone so far off of what is traditional farming and what are good regenerative practices. Like we have these mass farms, right? And we've got all of this conventional factory farming and we've got monocropping, which has destroyed the soil and created all of this extra output, right? So we've got tons of cattle on a small piece of land. These animals are very unhealthy. We're feeding them corn and GMO. So, you know, they're full of their, their fat, they're unhealthy animals, and they're creating a lot of output or waste, right? And then that's not responsibly handled. And so we're, we're not, we're not farming animals the way that we should. So I don't really even feel like it's a fair assessment. Yes. Are some of these farming practices creating environmental waste that could be probably managed a little better? Absolutely. So for what it is, yeah, we're, we're looking at, Hey, we're going to, we're going to eliminate all of the need for these animals and there's these horrible farming practices that they have and the slaughtering and all the stuff that you see on these Netflix shows that everybody's like, you know, in outrage about, and then they'd all decide to go vegan. But then we're also saying we're going to create these massive factories and we're going to say that that doesn't have an environmental impact. I don't know about you, but I see these giant factories and they're like, you know, they got smokestacks and all these electrical towers and there's like a 5G thing in the middle. I mean, that's not helping anybody either. So I'm not really sure that that is a valid argument. That's the argument that you'll hear from a lot of these, these companies, right? That they want to reduce the environmental impact and the greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox for that. So another potential benefit of lab-grown meat is that it could address some ethical concerns with traditional meat production. So people that are uncomfortable with killing of animals for food, people that, you know, see all of the stuff about slaughtering animals. And ultimately, like, it really does come down to the practices of conventional and industrial farming, which, you know, for a lot of these farms, they, they really aren't doing things well. And these animals are treated like complete garbage. And it's absolutely a shame. So the position of lab-grown meat is that this type of meat substitute could provide a more ethical alternative to people that feel that the slaughtering of animals is unnecessary and inhumane. Now, I think there are humane ways of doing that, but for the most part, all the conventional farming, all the conventional meat that you see on the shelves, yeah, those are factory farms. They're not doing it right. I got to be honest. And it is really, it's a shame. Now, one of the other things that they say is a benefit is that they will have a controlled environment to produce this meat, right? So things like pathogens, you know, if you hear of outbreaks of different types of um, salmonella or whatever it is, contaminants, like things that end up in these animals, making them very sick, the animals end up needing antibiotics. They're saying, hey, listen, if we have a controlled environment, there's no need for the antibiotics. There's no need for us losing out on really good quality meat product because it's been contaminated in some way. So in that regard, they're saying, hey, we're actually going to be able to produce something that has a controlled environment that there is very little waste for. So that being a side benefit. Here's what my challenge to you is. And I'm going to put these in the show notes because I think this could be really interesting for you to do some research on. And I've spent a little bit of time looking into a lot of these different websites and kind of articles around where this 
where this is at, right? Because lab-grown meat, let's be honest, you may see a couple memes on Instagram or a couple posts about how this stuff is all coming and it's so terrible. And listen, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's already in Singapore. So I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but the first, the, the first cultivated meat product was debuted in 2020 and it's like out there. So it's these chicken nuggets apparently in Singapore that are fully uh, lab made, like manufactured chicken. I mean, I kind of think chicken nuggets look manufactured anyway. Like they're mostly preservatives, at least the ones we have in the United States. I'm not sure there's really, it's like 1% chicken. And even that it's like, who knows? But, you know, they got some nuggies. They got some lab nuggies in Singapore and it's happening. So I think that all of this is coming. And here's what, here's what I think we really need to do. Okay. I just think that being informed, and I know that I'm coming at this podcast with a very heavy bias and bent perspective. But what we really need to understand is that this stuff is just going to be rolled out. And then it's going to be positioned as a savior, as something that's going to be good for, like I said, the environment. It's going to be good for people with new jobs. It's going to, it's going to create a more humane environment for animals. We're not going to have the need to slaughter all of these animals and raise them. And you know, here's the thing. It's going to be a personal decision. And you're going to have to advocate for your own health. So what do I think you know, the strategy here is? It's just to be aware, you know, it's to be aware that this stuff is changing. The environment's changing. I mean, there's a lot we can't change. There's 5G towers going up. There's all kinds of EMF and stuff that's just being pumped through. I mean, you're, we're all being watched pretty much on all of our devices. And, you know, I'm sure my phone right now is picking up everything I'm saying because it's sitting on the table next to me and I'll probably have ads now for um, factory meat here, uh, lab-grown meat, guys. It's going to be on my ads. I'll make sure I share that on Instagram when it shows up. Did you hear that Instagram, Facebook? Did you get that? I say this because I just think it's important to know what's going on. And listen, if you're the person that doesn't want to watch the news, I'm with you. But it is important to understand that real food is real food. Okay, God made animals. God made humans. God made plants. He made everything because He designed our bodies, and our bodies are perfectly crafted for the things that he created. Trying to reinvent the wheel of making our own meat really seems crazy to me. And I don't understand why we're, why, why we're wasting resources doing that and why we're not actually instilling and creating practices of farming that honor the animals, respect the ground, respect the, the, the actual nature that we're given that's just here to support our lives. But that's not the direction we're going. So advocate, vote with your dollar. And if this doesn't align with you, then make sure you pump the brakes on it. At the end of the day, this is a business. So they can say that they've got all these like grand plans to come out and save the world. But at the end of the day, it's a business. So you get, you get the opportunity as the consumer to vote with your dollar. So know what you're supporting. Every time you spend money, you are choosing to support something, some mission. Okay, so check this out. Go to a couple of these websites because I think it is, it will blow your mind. I mean, absolutely blow your mind. Go to Mosa Meat, M-O-S-A, Upside Food and Good Food Institute. These three have a lot of information on lab-grown meat. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more, go through and see what they have. Also, I mean, y'all just check out the pictures because I'm telling you, I mean, if that's the best, because you know the stuff they're putting on their website is like, that's the cream of the crop. If that is the best that they got, y'all, they're going to have an uphill battle trying to market that stuff because it does not look like food. I get, it looks like a claymation of what 
meat looks like. Like if my daughter had Play-Doh and she was trying to mold it into a hamburger, that's what it looks like. And I'm really not trying to belittle people that are out there, you know, being scientists and tinkering with things, but like, that is not it. That's just not it. So here's a summary. Food technology is revolutionizing the way we eat. Lab-grown meat is on the horizon. It is. Artificial meat uses animal stem cells. So we're using something that comes from animal to create real animal muscle to grow meat in a lab. So clean meat enthusiasts will say eating meat in this way will help reduce the amount of land, water, and food necessary to feed cattle. But the ingredients required for lab-grown meat still kills animals. Okay. So let's also like not forget that. So lab-grown meat is still too expensive to be mass-produced. I mean, it will likely change over the years, but as it stands right now, it is extremely pricey. There's also confusion about whether lab-grown meat will be labeled as lab-grown meat and who's going to be in charge, who's going to be the regulating body of this new food group. Because let's be honest, like this is not a food group that's ever been managed before. Like we are inventing new foods. We have fake foods. We have faux foods. We have the impossible burger. We have all these other things, but this is not an entirely new arena in and of itself. So we really don't know what the standards of measure are to regulate it, which governing bodies are going to be over it, and how we know that this isn't going to impact our health down the road. So ultimately, it's likely that artificial meat will have more of an impact in places like the US and Europe and not necessarily developing countries, obviously, because it's going to require a high amount of technology uh, and resources to do this. Also, in saying this, they are advocating to government and to private party, but to the government for funding for these projects. So you know if the government's going to be invested in this, that they are going to do their best to wield this propaganda and sell it to you, right? Very, very concerning when the government gets involved in things like this, but they actually are going after the government for funding. And I don't know where, what the approval looks like or if they have approved anything up to this point, but I do know that that is something that is in the works. So guys, what an episode. I hope that, you know, maybe it gave you a little chuckle. Maybe you're just scratching your head like I am. But at the end of the day, we are all here learning together, equipping ourselves with knowledge so that we can make the best choices for our bodies, for our household, our children, and to take care of the resources that God gave us. So I hope that this gave you a little perspective into a world of rapidly changing food, science, and all things health. Thank you for joining me and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.